This is an Ion Annapolis bonus podcast. This feels really weird. I'm in Ram's Head on stage for the first time in probably seven months. I am here with Kyle Milhauser, who is the owner of Ram's Head on stage, uh, or one of the owners, anyhow. And we had a false start a couple weeks ago when we thought, yes, we've got live music coming back. And now it seems that that's been sort of put on hold a little bit by our county executive. Hopefully it's not for too much longer because uh, I certainly miss live music. But the reason we're here today is just to see what you're doing. Okay, first of all, live music, you've got to be allowed to have it back is the first thing. And the second thing is that people have to feel comfortable coming back to see it. And I will say that Ramshead Tavern right next door was my very first uh, – it was, it was my virgin outing after COVID to dine outside. And I think I ran into you back in the, uh, in the patio when it was – uh, first opened. And uh, you guys have done a wonderful job on the food side, certainly, to make sure that people feel safe and distance and the staff and everything else is great. So congratulations on that. Um, I don't envy you being a restaurant owner and a live venue owner in this particular period of time. I know it's got to be tough, but uh, thanks for sitting down. And I'd love to hear what's what's on plans for Ramshead on stage. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. <clears throat> and I do rem- recall you coming in for brunch. Well, it seems like quite a while ago now. So Always good to bump into you, and I appreciate the support. So. Well, absolutely. Well, Ramstead on stage, I mean, obviously, until we're out of this whole COVID thing, uh, you're not going to be able to have your 300-seat room. As and, and this is not biased for me, even though it is biased. But, I mean, you guys have been known worldwide for being one of the best venues, small venues, certainly in the nation, if not the world. And I know that when we talk to a lot of the artists that come into here, every single one of them that has been here before is like, oh, my God, I love that room. That is, you know, you can really jive with the audience and everything else. When Ramshead on stage gets to open up again, what's it look like? Well, you know, our hope is uh, in the short term, we're going to be able to open with a lower capacity, with 100 person. And, you know, we're excited to be able to do that and feel like we can do that very safely. Um, so, you know, we are taking some steps. Uh, I know we're going to talk about the hydroxylators. Yeah, they said that big word there. I yeah, didn't know what sorry that, about that. A little bit of voodoo going yeah, on Yeah, we're going to talk about this. So we're, we're taking some of those steps. We'll have the hydroxylators um, to help give clean air. Um, we put some special door handles on the doors so you can open all the doors without your hands, uh, kind of like arm bars. Um, you know, extra hand sanitizer in the room. Uh, we've added uh, plexiglass for the box office areas. Um, we're actually excited. We've we've joined forces with a new ticketing company, Access, um, which is uh, owned by AEG and <clears throat> some of the latest ticket technology. But we'll be able to go ticketless with uh, like mobile uh, the mobile okay. app, and you know you just be able to show your phone at the door. So you know a touchless entry, which we think is important. Uh, we're working with them as well on um, staggered in times, like a suggested time of arrival, so that not everybody shows up at the same time. Um, and then we'll try to exit by sections just to try to reduce clutter at the doors. Nice. Um, I need to get into the last one here. I'm, I'm, I'm usually the guy that's like last in the door. Well, that's the, that's the room's we dark. Gotta, and <laughs> excuse right. me, excuse me. We have too many people that try to come in at the last minute. So uh, we'll find other ways to encourage people to show up early and hopefully not all at the same time. Um, but, you know, we're still hopeful of just getting back to that full capacity. We know it'll be gradual. But uh, all of those things will stay in place uh, even when we are at full capacity. And, you know, otherwise we'll follow all the same protocols that we've become accustomed to on the restaurant side. As you know, this venue is very much, a, you know, it's a 
sit-down service-style venue. So we'll follow all that same protocol. So you're trying to make this really as, as contactless as, as possible. I mean, uh, okay, your, your butt needs to be in contact with the chair during the, you know, during the show, obviously. Um, I mean, you can drink bottles of beer. And that would be almost contactless, if you will. I mean, it's a disposable type of a thing. So with the contactless ticketing, with uh, the steps you're taking to keep people separated, employees certainly are, are critical to keep safe as well as your customers. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we, you know, we take our employee temperatures every day and, um, you know, make sure that we're up to date with all of, the, all of our sanitation. I mean, I think we're hopefully have a reputation of being a, a clean establishment. We have a full-time cleaning crew coming in every day. Um, that's just on a normal business and on our restaurant side and on the music side here. Well, again, again, you are. I mean, I will say that, you know, when things started to open up again, I've said there's a handful of restaurants and places that I would go to, period. Uh, Ram's Head obviously being one of them. And, you know, I know a lot of people of, of my age, and I'm showing my age here, that are still probably not super comfortable with indoor dining with indoor events. Uh, outdoor is fine. And that's probably going to be a challenge for those people uh, in probably two or three more months now when it starts to really get cold. Yeah, that's uh, very concerning for us on the restaurant side. Um, and, you know, we're, we're very aware that uh, a lot of our customers here in the onstage are, are a bit older. And, you know, as you stated, it's, it's really important for us to, to try our best to make them comfortable. Um, as much as we want as many people as we can get in the restaurant every day, um, here on the music side, we're, we're taking substantial risk on a nightly basis by paying the artists, and we have to sell tickets. So it's really, you know, it's really important for us to take all the steps that we can to make people feel comfortable and, um, and help us to sell tickets so we can keep providing all this music for the community. Out of, out of curiosity, and I know that you guys have been sort of doing a rolling reschedule and that's sort of my term that it was like okay well we can get this artist to come in here and oh we're still close so we're going to you know sort of push them back and push them back have the artists that were booked and and booking i mean is everybody i mean obviously we are it's cliche at this point but we're all in this together but certainly with live music venues that are particularly challenged the first to close and probably one of the last to open i've got to imagine the artists hopefully are working with you as far as whether it be booking fees, whether it be flexibility, cancellations, and, and whatever else. I don't know what all's involved in your business, but I would hope that uh, the artists are yeah, playing I mean, pretty well. We've been fortunate. You know, we have had to reschedule some shows more than once, which is unfortunate. Uh, we have had some cancellations, but you know, the majority are just being postponed. And, and, and honestly, there's a lot of logistics that go into uh, an artist scheduling an entire tour. Um, so a lot of them have just picked up their 2020 tour and moved it to 2021. Um, so that's what most have been doing. Um, but it's it's a lot of communication. We have a lot of shows. We have about 130 shows currently on the books. So that's a lot to coordinate and, and reschedule. Oh, it is. And, and every single day that goes by that one gets canceled, it just sort of shuffles the deck for you i'd imagine and it just uh, uh i'd imagine your booker probably has no hair at this point <laughs> yeah she's been extremely busy um and you know we've we've worked hard to to really try to communicate as best we can to our fans uh certainly appreciate their understanding and patience through the whole thing um and it's been very hard with a with a limited and at times no staff um, to, to move through this process and, and, again, communicate to all those customers that we're planning to come to the 130 shows that we have upcoming. 
I think patience is there. It's it's sort of a given. I mean, you guys have been a fixture on West Street uh, ever since your dad had uh, some kind of a crazy vision to open up a restaurant. And I remember the story, you know, calling your mom saying, hey, you know what? And, like, huh? <laughs> and, and, then, and there it was. But, uh, you know, you were you were the fixture on West Street before West Street was what West Street what we know today. You've been solid. You've been in Baltimore. You've uh, unfortunately had to you know, give up your lease. And I totally understand that from a business point of view. I didn't say not to give up, but not renew the lease over at Savage Mills. Um, but you've expanded to the, the roadhouse. You've got the shorehouse. You've got beachside? No. Dockside. Dockside. Yeah. I knew it was one of those. Like beachside, boatside, yeah. dockside uh, up, up in Glen Burnie. And you know, you've got Ramshead on stage and Ramshead Tavern here as well. So a known brand that's been uh, well-loved by many, 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 many people for decades. And I was just drinking out of my 2013 Ramshead IPA glass yesterday when you had the launch of the Ramshead IPA, which is, so that's uh, going on eight years now. Yeah. So we're, we're still doing our beer releases, which we're excited about, um, you know, just continuing you know, day by day and just trying to get back to that normalcy. But we're, we're glad we can introduce the beers on a monthly basis. And, right. um, you know, we've been very fortunate to be able to to survive through this entire pandemic. Um, it's, it's definitely it's, been challenging, as you mentioned. It's it's a double whammy for us. We have the restaurants and the music. Uh, the restaurants are hard enough, and then um, to have the music on top of it, it's uh, it's really difficult. Well, I mean, you look at theaters in New York. Just any any theater live performance when it when it goes dark, it's uh, you've got people that are depending on the income to work here. You've got you know obviously the roadies that go with the with the artists and the artists and and the people that whole support this. And this is uh, I, I know a little bit about your business, and this is a very complicated business. It's not uh, something really simple. It's like hey, you know, let's get the uh, Eagles in for their final, 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 really final this time tour. Uh, and it's not nearly as simple as that. And I think that you guys do just a wonderful job to be able to put in. Um, I mean, what do, you, what do you do? You do like 350 shows a year under. We've done we've done up to 400. If you count double shows, two shows in one night and matinees, uh, we've, we've done close to 400 in a year. Well, that, that's just crazy. So and I do want to talk with uh, Charlie with AC Beverage, which has really sort of pivoted um, with their business, I guess, to a point. Yes. I mean, obviously, they're continuing on. They are the people that uh, do beer lines and for taps and everything else. And uh, they've started manufacturing a thing that sounds like it should be in Back to the Future and driving in a car, but a hydroxylator. Yeah, we're, we're excited to work with Charlie. Uh, you know, Charlie did our original beer system here in Annapolis and has installed all of our draft beer systems uh, at all of our restaurants. Uh, even helped us down at our newest location in Key West. And, um, yeah, not too many people installing new draft systems. So, like so many businesses, he had a pivot. And, and um, you know, we're excited about this hydroxylator that he's come now, up with. To, we're going to get into it with Charlie a little bit on this. But is this something that you are looking at? Obviously, we're looking at that for Ram's Head on stage. Uh, is this something that is being looked at for your restaurants as well or that? Yeah, we're considering it. I mean, we've we've made the commitment for on stage because, um, again, because of the the enclosed room and and the importance of being able to sell tickets. Um, but as we get into these cooler times, it's something we really need to continue to evaluate for all of our indoor restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's uh, again, it's about people feeling safe, and we want to take all of the steps uh, that we can. And and um, yeah, we're exploring this for all of our facilities. 
Right. And you guys are uh, as big as you are. As I mean, you've expanded down into Key West. Rumor has it when your dad spilled the beans that you're looking at other areas in like Tennessee or Nashville, maybe, or something, or well, at, at one point. Yeah, we were pre-pandemic, and you know we're excited to get back to that. We're actually going to – currently, we're, we're getting ready to invest in our existing facilities, which we're fortunate to be able to do that and kind of refresh our existing facilities. But, um, you know, unfortunately. There'll be some new opportunities coming up with this pandemic, so we're excited to start growing again. And beer going over to Japan. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so, but, you know, as, as large as you get, as international as you get with that, uh, it's still very important to remember uh, the roots uh, that you are here. You live uh, just up the road, I believe, up in Severna Park. Uh, everybody that works here is is local, has been in the area for a long time. It really is a family-owned business, and uh, you've done a lot for West Street, a lot for the city, and uh, I'm sure the city wants to get you back open, too, for that uh, amusement tax. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> You're probably missing as well. But Yeah, we're, we're, we're very excited to, uh, you know, to bring entertainment back to the street and to the city, and you know, I think the community's itching for it. So uh, even if it's at our 100-person capacity here in the, in the near term, we're, uh, we're excited to do it. Kyle, thank you very much. All Good right. luck. Thanks, John. Yeah, next up, we've got Charlie Klein, Richard. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you. Good. You're with AC Beverage, which is the, the beer people that are putting in beer lines and taps and draft lines and everything else into all the bars around, right? That's correct. We install draft beer equipment, most beverage systems, and then we've been doing the maintenance, the cleaning of the beer lines on a regular basis. Been in the business. Which bars don't call you in as much? Excuse for me? Which bars don't call you in for cleaning? <laughs> don't. No, 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 no. We're not. <laughs> Stop right there. We don't. <laughs> some things are better left unsaid. All right. Um, but how, how long have you guys been around? Uh, we started the business in 1986 in Indiana and uh, have relocated to Maryland in 1990 and have been in business ever since. Are you the C and AC? I am. Okay. A is my wife, Anita. So AC Beverage has uh, pretty much been under Anita and Charlie since the beginning. Oh, very cool. Very cool. And, and are you and your wife still together? Yes, and she's uh, involved, uh, you know, from an administrative point of view, but uh, I am more involved from an operational standpoint. People, I, I own my own business at one point, and my, people asked if my wife worked with me. I said, oh, no, that, that, you've got to have a certain level of a relationship to make it work out. And I'm, that's so great that you're able to do it for this long. But certainly as the pandemic rolled around here in March that nobody really ever – I don't want to say that we never saw it coming, but certainly when we did see it coming, we didn't realize it was going to be as long-lasting as it was. And as we spoke with Kyle here, I mean, Ramps Head on stage went dark, uh, which basically just cut 100% of the income out of this business to it. And certainly I've got to imagine for your business that the bars, they were closed down for such a long period of time, and then they're only open up in partial. So, I mean, uh, not as much beer is being sold, not as much need for cleaning and installing and maintaining I guess maintenance always goes there but you've got a great story in that you pivoted out of in addition to your core business right that's correct our business uh, pretty much coincides with the uh, hospitality industry there's been a significant drop uh, which we have experienced and realizing that a lot of our valued customers were in need to stay in business, we decided to shift gears and try to take some of our advanced technologies and develop products that would allow them to reopen and have safe spaces to serve their patrons. 
So we developed uh, sanitizing equipment that will take care of the air and surfaces as a method to support them. The rumor has it that this piece of voodoo is called hydroxylator. Yes, that's our brand name. It's a, a product that incorporates the use of uh, hydroxyls and hydroxyl generation in combination with vaporization. So we are producing a vaporized hydrogen peroxide that is uh, broadcast into the air and it covers surfaces and sanitizes the area. Uh, the name hydroxylator was uh, a name that we felt was appropriate to identify what the unit is using in the technology. Okay, so this is, I mean, they, we've all talked about COVID and spreading with the, the droplets and the aerosolized, you know, breaths and stuff like that. So this is pretty much doing the same thing on a mechanical level with a, an agent that, that can somewhat neutralize it. That's correct. Uh, there's a number of different chemicals that are out there that are uh, labeled as safe for countering uh, COVID and other viruses. Leech in the veins, right? That's correct. <laughs> uh, so hydrogen peroxide is uh, very effective. And by able to produce a vaporized hydrogen peroxide with our hydroxylator and send that into the airspace and coat surfaces is a method that's safe that can run 24-7. That's where many of the technologies out there where people are fogging and using different technologies to spread chemicals across surfaces, they're only as good as until the first impact. The first uh, person sits down and yes, puts their hands on the table. That's correct. It's where this technology is continuous and it's continuing to produce this vaporized hydrogen peroxide to sanitize the surface and air. Okay, so I noticed it's in the ramps had sort of parted the the curtains on their front windows, and I noticed it was in the front window, and it looks like a little bit of a box with a blue fan, you know, from from the outside. So right now, that's blowing hydrogen peroxide through here, and as as we're talking, that's correct. It's unbeknownst to me, or unbeing able to feel it, it's landing on the surfaces that are around here. Yeah, in layman's terms, it's uh, t using UVA lighting uh, with a humidified water being broadcast across that. The uh, photocatalytic lamps then will convert that by using a titanium oxide. And what's happening is that converts to a hydrogen radical, which then ultimately is broadcast to the air and opens up into a vaporized uh, hydrogen peroxide. Charlie, what was your degree in college? I was in restaurant hotel uh, Hospitality this is, industry. This is, sounds like this sounds like like some. I mean, chemical engineering. I mean, with with where where you've come up with this, this is uh, fantastic. I mean, it's you know, it seems like a big stretch from you know restaurant management. Well, our background has been in development of a lot of different pieces of equipment for the restaurant and hospitality industry. So we've got a team of uh, qualified staff and engineers uh, working on products. We've developed nitrogen generators that extract nitrogen from the atmosphere and produce nitrogen and mixed gas systems for beer dispense. We've developed cold brew, nitro cold brew coffee systems. Uh, we've worked on a number of different products for the uh, brewing industry and developing gassing systems. So we're involved with a number of different applications, thus allowing us to develop a product like the hydroxylator and bring it to market so that we're able to uh, support our customer base and the demands at the current time.
That's what I love about meeting new people. I learn all sorts of cool stuff. <laughs> it's, uh, it's uh, now this is running here in Ramshead on stage. I mean, how does it? How big of an area can a hydroxylator? I mean, how many models? I mean, do you have different models? I would assume there are three different models that we have available. We have a uh, one thousand that covers one thousand square feet, cubic square feet, and then we've got the two thousand does two two thousand cubic square feet, and then we have the four thousand, which does four thousand cubic square feet. I mean, ramp set on stage is, I, I have no idea what the square footage is. I could probably guess, but it's one big room for the most part, except for the bathrooms and the green rooms and whatnot. Is a hydroxylator, is that something that can circulate through a myriad of rooms or is it? It can. It continues to cascade and build a uh, area, fills it with a hydrogen peroxide vapor. And it will pretty much dissipate after 20 minutes and continue to balance out. So it's designed, we would look at the square footage in, a, in an area and determine how many units or which model would be satisfactory. And this space here, I believe, will end up uh, having two 2,000 uh, models to cover the uh, Ramshead Live on stage here. So if we were to have multiple rooms, okay, I know, okay, the other side of Ramshead has a couple different rooms. they got the tea room downstairs they've got the bar and and whatnot i guess the traditional air intake and outtake the hva system in a in a venue help to spread that it can help uh distribute if it's near the output the uh, vents that are discharging conditioned air um, it's best to have them positioned so that the uh, output of the uh, hydroxylator is being broadcast across the air so it's effective by having it by diffusers that will help to push it in through the air. We do have strong fans on them and positioning them in an area that is in an area that would allow the uh, airflow to go towards exits. So ideally we'd put them away from doors and then when people are coming and going it would continue to flow that direction. Okay, and, and they are pretty quiet. I mean, I know the one in the front window here at Ramstead on stage is running, and I don't hear a thing. I mean, granted, my, my hearing is not quite what it was 30 years ago, but it's, uh, they are pretty quiet, right? We feel that they're uh, within reason. The decibel setting and levels on them is uh, within reason for the commercial applications that we're talking. Each model has a different rating and uh, dependent on what the application would decide how many smaller units for a lower decibel level versus a larger unit. And a larger unit might go into a space such as a gymnasium and something like that where the uh, noise wouldn't be as much of a factor. Issue. Sure. Yeah. I mean, any business could use this. I mean, obviously, you're entree into this market, if you will, is, is via the restaurants and bars. But, I mean, any business could use this. I mean, this could work in a T-shirt shop on Main Street just as good as the liquor store across the street as as well as any restaurant up and down Western Absolutely. Main Street, Maryland Avenue. Yeah, we're looking at a number of different uh, channels for this product to be utilized. Uh, the hospitality has been our first and foremost, uh, but we're looking at schools, office buildings, retail, anywhere that uh, there's public gatherings and spaces that need to be safe for groups of people to be in. So we're really looking at a number of different applications. I mean, social gatherings, I mean, I don't know if there's a rental market, but I mean, if social gatherings were allowed again and I was, say, having a cocktail party at my house, um, get a hold, I, I could either obviously buy one of these, but I could uh, you know, perhaps get a hold of one and have it running before, during, and after, and my, my guests would feel safe. 
I would think they would. This product is new. The technology is not well understood at this point, so a lot of education comes with that. Nothing with this COVID is understood yeah. very well at this uh, point. And that's where right now as we're introducing the product to the market, uh, there's a strong campaign to educate the uh, consumers so they understand what this product is about and realize what benefits it can offer. We're you're introducing it to the market. Obviously, you've introduced it here to Ramset on stage. Where else do we do we see these units? Well, we're or maybe just, not seeing them. We're the seeing corner. them go into uh, retail spaces. Uh, we've gone into the Bay Ridge Liquor Store, for instance, locally. Uh, Adams Restaurant and Tap House. Uh, just uh, as of today, I believe we're installing a few units on uh, one of the uh, – research ships for the University of Maryland. And uh, so we're starting to make inroads with a number of different customers locally. Uh, we have a, a high school that's considering uh, rolling this out throughout the entire school. So that looks like that's going to happen. And once that begins, I, we hope to see a number of other schools follow the same path. Well, you mentioned two of my favorite places, Bay Ridge Wine and Spirits and Adams Ribs. So uh, I have no problem there. As it rolls out and for business owners that may still have their any any grant money or PPP money or something like that, I know the county put a program out where they dropped $5 million into up to $10,000 individual grants uh, for the safety of customers and employees specifically. Uh, this would be an ideal purchase for somebody that is looking to, looking to do that. We feel it is. Uh, a number of uh, establishments have been investing in outside services to come in and do deep cleanings and foggings and sanitizing their spaces or using UV light. And it's really a, it's a reoccurring cost in many cases, especially with the fogging and deep cleaning because they're paying for the service and it's got to be a continuous thing as we're with a one-time investment on a hydroxylator, it will then continue to sanitize and maintain the space that it's located, and they won't have to shut down and allow the uh, system, if it's a UV, for instance, to eradicate the COVID or use ozone. Those are other methods, and they are effective. However, uh, they can't be run continuously while the public is in there, so it has to be unoccupied. So we find that this technology is going to offer a lot of advantages so that the uh, staff and the employees and customers can all be in the uh, space while it's being operating. Right. Well, I, know, I know I've seen some restaurants that go in with the, the guy with the backpack on with the fogger and, you know, everybody's out. And it's uh, I've also heard that it's when the bartenders or the servers come in, there's like the, the film on the table that's you know, maybe that's good yeah. or bad. I don't know. But residual sanitizer maybe on the surfaces. Right. How does this – I mean, we talk about the hydrogen peroxide. I mean, do you, is there a – is this like a humidifier type thing where you're putting a – do you have a tank full of hydrogen peroxide or is it actually manufactured? It's in the actually machine? producing the hydrogen peroxide from vaporized water. Uh, we use a distilled water ideally, but filtered water is preferred. It's introduced to the unit, and as it goes across the UVC lighting, the uh, lighting chemistry will then – push that across with the titanium oxide and have a reaction. The titanium oxide coated screens inside the unit then will cause a hydroxyl radical to break free. When that happens, this is the chemistry part of it, 
it is now being dispersed into the air. It will search for single-cell organisms, and as it finds them, it's vaporizing now into a hydrogen peroxide, a vaporized hydrogen peroxide. So we are producing the hydrogen peroxide. Neat. Um, so, I mean, what are, what are the consumables when, when I buy one of these and stick it in the corner of my, my office? Water? The distilled water? Really, it's water. That's the primary uh, item here. Really, so I just need to make sure it it's filled. And then there is a filter. It needs to be cleaned depending on the intake and the quality of the air. Uh, a filter has to be cleaned. It's not a difficult thing to do. It's uh, I'm reusable. Sure replaced at some point. And then they do have a bulb in it. And depending on the life of the uh, unit's runtime, we're recommending annually replacing a bulb. So the bulb's in the unit and inexpensive uh, cost to uh, maintain the safety in an airspace. Really nothing, nothing to it. Just check, check the level in the tank and somewhat ignore it. That's correct. It's Which a fairly a, maintenance-free item. Well, is this something that's really available to – I mean, Ramshead is, I, I would consider, one of the larger companies in town. It's a fairly big business, if you will. I mean, is this something available to the little mom and pop – or I say available. I mean, obviously it is. But is it affordable to the person that has the little sliver of a store that sells widgets down on Main Street? We feel that it's uh, very cost-effective. The pricing structure is based upon the model size. But, I mean, really we're looking at anywhere from under $1,000 for the smaller unit up to a couple thousand dollars for the uh, most expensive. So oh, wow. It's okay. like $700 someone can get a, the small unit and do 1,000 square cubic feet. Okay, so this is not something like a, uh, you know, you're not investing in a new Tesla or anything like that. <laughs> no, absolutely not. And, uh, you know, there are systems out there that can be uh, customized and installed into HVAC systems. Uh, generally cost uh, several thousands of dollars to have that retrofit. And so this is a great thing that can be brought in the door, plugged in, and be up and operating in a matter of minutes. And these are the things that we're looking for to be able to engage the customers immediately with a, 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 you know, a method to save their customers from going elsewhere. Makes sense to me, too. I, mean, I, I don't know what the cost of the fogging thing is or in other places, but I, I've got to imagine if it's probably at the best $100 a month for somebody to come into your place whether it's once a day or twice twice a week or whatever it is, uh, at best $100 a month. So this, for 700 bucks or a couple thousand dollars, this is you've got a tool that's going to continue to last much beyond an ongoing cost. That's correct. And we've set up a program uh, where people can lease these units. Uh, so we do have options available for people so it can minimize their uh, capital outlay. And we feel that it's probably one of the most affordable ways for them to condition their space. Fantastic. Now, do you guys have signage and stuff like that to go when you when you buy one to say, hey, this is property protected by? We do. Or, uh, we've posted uh, signs here at the Ram's Head, uh, but it does notify folks that the uh, technology is being used and the space is being maintained with the hydroxylator. I mean, I think that as you walk into any restaurant and as we begin to open up a little bit more gradually as well as move off of the streets as the cold weather sets in, it's, it's going to be critical for people to sit there and look and say, oh, okay, they're using, you know, they're going above and beyond the squirt bottle on the table and the QR code for the menus. Uh, they're taking another step. It certainly is, and we feel that the timing for us to bring this to market is in line with that. 
uh, we understand that you know everybody's doing many things, taking all the measures necessary, and we don't think this is a replacement for all the other safeguards that are out there, but it certainly is a great complement to adding the safety for uh, public spaces. Without a doubt. Well, I've learned an incredible amount here about the hydroxylator. Where can we find out more information about it if um, we want to? Well, people can f- learn about the unit by looking at our website, acbeverage.com. They can also contact us at 800-925-3818 and reach out to our sales representatives and learn more about the product. More than willing to come out and meet with folks, explain the technology in detail, and survey their space to understand what their requirements would be. And if you want to take a look and see what it looks like, you can just peek in the window at Ramshead on stage at 30, I think it's 30 West Street, 31 West Street, I think it is. Well, we appreciate that. We're excited about bringing this to market and uh, feel that we're going to have a lot of opportunities, uh, not only in the hospitality industry, but getting people back out into public spaces. Charlie Conlertrit, thank you very much. You're welcome. This has been a bonus podcast from Ion Annapolis. Please visit us at ionanapolis.net. Follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at Ion Annapolis. And if you haven't subscribed to the Daily News Brief podcast, go for it. And all of your local news will be delivered to your phone, tablet, or smart device by 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday.